ESPN NHL podcast with Linda Cohn and Emily Kaplan. Great to be back with Emily Kaplan. I'm Linda Cohn. This is the latest edition of the In the Crease podcast. So much to talk about, Emily. Just a historic first round coming to a close. My goodness. Five of the eight go to game seven. We had overtimes. We had a weekend of game sevens. It was perfect. Sorry for the losers, but the NHL <laughs> could not have asked for uh, anything but this. And you were a part of a lot of that. Uh, so um, I'm just still excited. And I think that's going to carry into round two. Sorry for the losers is my new favorite thing you've ever said. <laughs> that's good. I'm adopting that into my language. Uh, look, it's been an incredible playoff so far. I feel like this is the clapback for anyone who's like, oh, the NBA playoffs are what it's at. No, the hockey yeah. playoffs are where it's at. Exactly, Linda. <laughs> and our game sevens were such proof of that. The Rangers, like we have to begin with them. This is a team that literally just has such a deep belief in themselves. They don't care what the score is. They play the same way. And that type of resiliency is what can win you a series. I do think they have a really tough task though, because I've seen the Carolina hurricanes all year, Linda. They're so good. Yeah. You have seen them a lot. You know, not only that, I feel like I live in Raleigh at this point. I know everyone at the rink. I'll tell you a quick story of how nice everybody there is. First, I've got my security guard. I always bring him coffee. He's the kindest. Um, he just stands there. He tells me there's 842 cinder blocks in his area because he's not allowed to go watch the match. Kind of sad. Um, the ice crew, though, the other day, they tapped me on the back of my shoulder. I'm about to go do an interview with Brad Marchand, and they give me black duct tape, and they go, here, this is for you. Uh, there was a big rip in the seam of your shoulder of your shirt. <gasps> I was mortified. So I go in and do my interview with Brad Marchand with, like, my arm glued to myself. I didn't know what to do. I see Ray in between periods for a while. He's like, Go find the equipment guy. So I do. And this sweet man in between periods of a playoff game sewed my shirt together. He gave me a Cane's t-shirt to wear in the meantime. Anyway, that type of Southern hospitality. I feel like I know them. I live there. Um, They're an awesome team though. And they've been so fun to watch. And this is just going to be a great series. And I'll be on it the entire time. Uh, The equipment man sewed your shirt. Okay. Did they. Shout out to Nick. Did he use the thread that he sews stitches or that's he the, used the big sewing machine? And I was okay. so embarrassed because I was like, dude, you know how to use this thing. And I don't, but this is the hockey community, Linda. Like I, I can't speak on it enough. Like people just take care yeah. of each other. He didn't even think twice. No, of course not. You know, you're, you're basically on the bench for goodness sake. He's probably <laughs> part of the family. Uh, uh, you know, so here's the thing. Yes. Obviously the regular season against Carolina was an awful matchup for the New York Rangers. It was their kryptonite, the Canes, but as we all know, it doesn't matter what happens in the regular season. Postseason is a different ball game. Yeah. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful because of Igor Shesterkin got his act together. Uh, you know, it's part of the maturing process. He's, uh, you know, game seven against Pittsburgh was a mirror image. And I keep telling people this of what, the Rangers did with Igor Shesterkin and goal during the regular season. That is how they got to this point because of, he gives them a chance to win and he gives them that confidence and that rippling effect. And it was so out there on game seven. It was why the Rangers won that game, you know, and I get it. Penguins fans. I do feel sorry for the Penguins group. I'll tell you why. Obviously I, you know how much I love Sidney Crosby. I don't think he was a hundred percent in game seven, but he came back anyway. Uh, and not injury. having him there. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's just tough. And then, you know, sure. I would have started Tristan Jory as well in game seven, but he wasn't a hundred percent. I do feel for a guy, you know, pretty well now, Louis Domingue, I'll tell you why he's a goaltender that he didn't get an opportunity to redeem himself 
in a game seven after the game six, you know, winning goal that went off his glove and over his head and in the net, you know, as a goalie, I felt, you know what, there was a part of me that just wishes Sully, Mike Sullivan would have said, listen, Jari's not a hundred percent. Let's go with a guy who has, you know, got us here in a crunch time and played his heart out. You never know what was going to happen. No, it was tough. And Louis Domingue's story, by the way, it's just incredible. I mean, he was almost, almost going to sign in the KHL this summer because nobody wanted him and no one saw a path for him to be an NHL goaltender. And Ron Hextall told him, you're my number three. I don't care what happens to these other two. If these other two guys get injured, I'm not calling someone else. It's you. And he had belief in himself, which I just think is a beautiful thing. And he was one of the great stories of this postseason. Honestly, he was one of my favorite interviews of this postseason. I, he was one of my go-tos. He was always engaging always fascinating the penguins are going to have a really interesting summer though linda because they've yeah. just respected chris letang and if getting malkin with their initial offers i don't think that sat well with yeah. Sid. it really as much as they were straying away from saying this is the last dance it really feels like it was yeah exactly and listen pittsburgh fans won't be crying if uh, if getting malkin leaves i'm sorry i know he meant a lot for that really? team. i think they will he's still productive when he's healthy when he's healthy. yeah he you know he just wasn't himself in this series i mean i know we got that you know a couple of goals and the you know the and i was happy for him you know because here's a guy who has played in the shadow of Sidney crosby he's, he's allowed Sidney to Said to get all that attention, well-deserved attention, by the way, tremendous captain, tremendous leader, three-time Stanley Cup winner. Uh, but, you know, here's the thing. I just think, that, you know, it's up. It's up with Malkin. I love Chris Letang and everyone's saying, oh, Montreal, Montreal, go back home, blah, 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 blah. But does Chris Letang at this stage of the game, is he satisfied to just be a mentor to young defensemen? Uh, Montreal's not going to win a cup. I'm sorry. Anytime in the next three years. Chris Letang, you know, will not win another cup if he goes to Montreal before he retires. Uh, so I hope they find a way to keep Chris Letang. He's one of my favorite players and his skill has not diminished. He's still the man, I feel. And uh, yeah, your great point bringing out how Sid feels because uh, he does not like when his best buddies get disrespected. That's so true. Okay. The series that I think I am most looking forward to, though, and I'm not covering it, but it's the Battle of Florida because. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the Panthers got the proverbial rat off their back, right? They finally win a playoff series for the first time in 26 years since the year of the rat. They did so without scoring on the power play. You know they're going to figure out the power play in the round two. I, I'm, I'd be worried if I was the Tampa Bay Lightning. They have so much depth that they can healthy scratch Anthony Duclair with 31 goals in the regular season. That's how good this four like Florida team is. And Tampa Bay is going to be at a Braden point. I reported on the point, not much details. I think he's going to be gone for most of the series, if not. Yeah, and and again, shout out to Braden Point for goodness oh, sake, playing through what he him. had, giving it a go. Love this guy. We all know what he did last year for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, here's the thing: I picked the Panthers in seven. I did pick the Lightning to beat Toronto in seven. I was right there, hey. but um, yeah. But the Panthers in seven because you know in the first round with their big uh, series win over Washington. They did not get contributions from Barkov or Huberdeau, their best, two best offensive players. So, you know, as, as it was the Carter Verhage show. Yes, it was well-deserved broke, broke all franchise records uh, in the playoffs for point production goals, et cetera. Uh, he saved them. He's an early cons, my favorite. If you are keeping tabs on that this early in the postseason, he's right there in the mix. Uh, so I truly believe it's going to come down to Sergei Bobrovsky. I'd love to see Bob be Bob and change the uh, change the conversation about what he has done in the postseason. He did just enough in the first round, but again, Washington had their own goaltending troubles, but now you're up against the best in the business and Andre Vasilevsky, which is why I picked the 
uh, lightning over the Leafs because I knew it would come down to a game seven and Mr. Closer, and that's Vasilevsky. So um, this is going to be tough. You're right. No, no brain point. And lightning, as you know, Emily, they're on a mission. They're not just going along for the ride. They want three in a row. They want to be up there with the dynasties of like the New York Islanders and the Edmonton Oilers. That has always been their mission. It's not going to be easy for Florida. Uh, that's why I think it's going to go seven. But I, too, uh, this battle of Florida, and let's segue right to the Battle of Alberta. I cannot wait for this. This is huge. I was born in New York, but I feel my second home was Alberta because I love that province so much. It's a long story, but I'm time in this podcast. I'll tell you why. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I love what the Flames have put together. I love Johnny Hockey. He's got a lot to prove because this could be his last year with the Calgary Flames as he moves on to another franchise and he will get paid for sure. Um, but I don't know about you, but I want to see Connor McDavid. I want him to go far. He imposed his will. He made it happen against the Kings, Emily. And uh, if Mike Smith, all 40 years young of him, can just be respectable, just do what he did, make the regular save, okay? Make the save you're supposed to make, Mike Smith, then you can move on with the rest of the Oilers and, and hopefully Leon Dreisaitl will be 100%. Yeah, the dry side of things interesting. First, I just want to note how hard it is in the playoffs just to get any information. Like, and this is what frustrates me about hockey because you can list someone like Tom Wilson as day to day, and then all of a sudden in the season-ending press conferences, GM's like, "Yeah, he <laughs> wouldn't have been available for the entire playoffs." Like, I don't know how the betting companies haven't pressured the NHL more, but like, this is challenging. Um, so I don't know what every guy's dealing with. Every press conference you see when a team is eliminated, like Tyler Sagan just came out and said, I've got a broken foot that I yeah. sustained in game one. How about Matt Dumba, right? He had like a punctured lung, a blah, 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 blah. This is hockey players. It's like these guys are warriors and they're asking to play. They're begging to play. I mean, look no further than Sidney Crosby again. Yes. I use the word concussion. That's what was explained to me by people who were quite close to him. He had a yep. head injury, guys. Like, we yes. can parse the words. We don't know enough about concussions. He had a head injury. That's why he didn't play in game six. He had headaches, concussion symptoms. He has a history of head injuries. Like, That's right. These are things we need to be taking seriously and not parsing for words and technicalities. He took but, a chance playing that game seven, and you know he was not right. It, it, anyway, this, it, these are things that frustrate me because I just I want the best for these guys, and I want them to be – living their best lives when they play, but most importantly, after they play. But um, that's another rant for another day. I honestly, Linda, want to talk about this Blues-Avs series because I yeah. think it's going to be good. You know, the Avs look so dominant in that first round, so much so that Jared Bednar could take a few days off to mow his lawn. But the Blues and the swagger that they have, yeah. Jordan Bennington, I kind of feel really validated because we filmed this piece with him a couple weeks ago. And, and now um, you we can were, run it because he was good. And we did. We waited. <laughs> we waited. And we're like, okay, Jordan, like we have faith in you. We have faith in you. Where's your moment? And this kid's entire career has been a roller coaster of ups and downs, which in my opinion has made him uniquely prepared for this moment. Um, I think this is going to be a damn good series and I'm so excited to watch. I'm telling you, people think this is going to be a quick and easy thing for the avalanche. You don't know hockey. I think it's going seven. I like the abs in seven. I'll tell you why it's going seven because most of this core group of St. Louis, they won that cup. They know what it takes. Ryan O'Reilly, who we love, friend of the program, uh, leading the way. You he was insane in that first round. Yeah, you mentioned Binner, but here's the thing. Abs, I feel like their playoffs has got to start now. Uh, sorry, Nashville. I love you. I love that organization, but they were not healthy. No UC Soros. It was a different world. They were already beat before they started. Uh, that's how I felt about that. And we love Roman Yossi, but there was just too much there. He had to carry that team on his back. So it really wasn't competitive for the Colorado Avalanche. They had free time to skate, to show off their speed. 
It was a Kale McCarr show, that's for sure, because he had all that you know time and space to do what he wants. He's not going to have that. He's not having that with the St. Louis Blues. He's still amazing, okay? I get it. He's still amazing. Nathan McKinnon is my Conn Smythe winner. I pick Colorado in the Stanley Cup. But here's the thing. St. Louis, look out. It's going seven, and it's going to take everything the Avs have to take them out. Linda, I feel like this was the fastest but most thorough preview you could ever consume. This is what you and I do. We are two girls from New York and New Jersey who like to talk fast. We love our hockey, and we can get it done. We know the meaning of urgency. I know. So tell me, what does your schedule look like this week? Where can people find you? What will you be doing? Well, I'll always be sarcastic and commenting on social media. That is the best place to find me at Linda. You are always nothing but consistent there. Because I just decided, you know, I have to be heard from. Uh, I also do a million other things, but the stuff since we do work for ESPN at the moment. So I will be on uh, In the Crease Thursday and Friday, uh, best hockey highlight show in the biz with Barry Melrose. Look forward to that as always on ESPN Plus. And you, Emily. I will be living in Raleigh where the people <laughs> at my hotel, like every time I check in, they're like you again. Um, I, I feel like I honestly live there, uh, but I'll be in Raleigh in New York city covering that series. And honestly playoffs at the garden. Um, I I'm just, I get juiced up thinking about it. I'm so excited to be there. Um, this is going to be a fun one. And um, I just, I have no idea how it's all going to unfold because the first round was wild. And I feel like we're in for a few more surprises. Say hello to those security guard friends of mine at MSG, will you please, Emily? Oh my God, they're so kind. <laughs> Wait, I, they're the kind, firstly, there's like 400 security guards anytime you walk in MSG. If you don't understand what they're all great people. They're great the people. crew, though. Those are my guys. The Zamboni driver, Paul, who's Irish. Hilarious. Anywho, I, I really enjoy being there and, and it's just such a great environment. The best ever. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the In the Crease podcast. As I like to say, enjoy the hockey.